Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Our series always is the name. Um, we'll be talking about trusting in every circumstance. Sometimes, Brother Larry, that's easier said than done. Amen. But the Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. So our verse this morning is going to be John in chapter, I'm sorry, in the book of John, chapter 19, verse 25 through 27. And it reads like this. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Colopolis, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother, and from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. Would you join me in prayer? Oh, precious Jesus, oh, truly we do love thee, and we do praise thee, God. We just ask you, God, to pour it in so we can pour it out, God. God, I can do nothing, God. I'm just nothing. But, God, with you all things are possible, God. I'm just asking you, God, to let me be an instrument in your hand. Touch, God, and shape me, make me, and mold me the way you have me. each and every one that's here this morning, Lord, have your way in our lives. And the church said amen. Give the Lord a big clap for you. Sit down. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Amen. Appreciate, want to say, I appreciate the fellowship last night. Most of all, I appreciate Brother Jack letting Sister Gussie sit at our table. Amen. I enjoyed that immensely. Um, just enjoyed that immensely. Um, this morning, for just a few moments, I, in a few minutes, we'll reread that same scripture that we just read. But I'd like to go back, and um, Mother Rayleigh walked all over what I wanted to talk about last Sunday. So I'm going to try to pick up the pieces and move forward. But I want to go back to Luke chapter 1, where Gabriel the angel comes and visits Mary in verse 26 through 30. I want to talk, and we'll talk a little bit about the shepherd, and we'll talk about Simeon. We're going to talk about when Jesus was 12, year old, 12 years old before we, Brother Kenny, get into um, this scripture that we just read. But in Luke 1, 26 and 30, reads like this, and it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named, named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came in unto her and said, how, how, how thou art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when, he, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind in what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And we all know Brother Rayleigh covered this last Sunday where that, that he had told him, Gabriel had told her 
uh, Sister Debbie, about how the Holy Ghost was going to overshadow her and how she was going to re receive the Holy Ghost, how the baby was going to be, Jesus was going to be conceived in the womb. And, but what I'd like to move down to verse um, 38, where it says, And Mary said, talking to Gabriel, said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord. And I think, Sister Joan, if we would apply this little bit of this scripture to our life when the word of God's being preached, when, the, when, when we're reading his word, Brother Jack, she said, be it unto me according to thy word. Can I tell you that if we'll let God, Sister Amy, get that rooted in our hearts and in our minds, Brother Brian, about God, whatever your word says, Brother Kevin, let it be according to you. Mary didn't argue with him. Mary didn't say, you know, man, I just, I, I. you know, the thing is, Brother Leonard, she didn't have, it don't say that her mother was there. It didn't say she had a father. It didn't say she had a brother and a sister she could have leaned on. Sister, either he, he, she just said, be it according to thy word. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I've had, Sister Patty, things that's been spoken into my life, and I just walked away shaking, thinking, Sister Osborne, I just don't know how that's going to happen. Amen, Brother Jack. And I was in the church and had support. But Mary just said, according to thy word, Church, can you imagine how God, big God, would be in our life? Sister Boyd, if we just had a simple answer like that. God, whatever it is, Brother Hal, just whatever it is, I accept it. And that's what she said, Brother Junior. She said, it be according to your word. I thought about, and these are a few little phrases I want to pick up that Mary said. We all know the story about the shepherds, so I'm not going to, I won't stay here very long, but it said in Luke 2 and 8 through 14, it said there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and there were some, they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And the Bible said, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And if you'll read on down, it said that the shepherds went, as soon as that was over, but they, they went and tried to find this woman called Mary, to see this baby. And this is what they said when the shepherds got there and, and, and told uh, Mary and Joseph, said, and they that heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. Verse 19 said, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. I was thinking about, I heard a preacher say a few weeks ago, he said the word ponder means to just think on it constantly, just think on it. You know, when I want things, Sister Shirley, I ponder on them. Amen? And I come home and honey vetoes my pondering. But she ain't got all power. I'm not going to drift this morning, Brother David. I'm going to try to stay on path this morning. But, but it said, you know, and he said, he said, you know, and I'm going to look at Brother Jerry. He'll help me here. He said a cow has four compartments in their stomach. Is that right? 
and said that in each compartment, I guess it takes turns, but they they call that, re, how do you say that word? Regurgitate? That means that they just chew it, chew the cud, I guess is what they say about cows. Is that right? Maybe the, the same grass. They could just chew that thing and chew that. I'm sorry, Sister Boyd. Well, Brother Michael, that sounds kind of gross on our side, but what he's saying is, is that cow's getting all the nutrients they can. Amen? Brother Jerry, I wonder how many times we ponder the Word of God in our life. Because, you know, in our flesh, we understand that, that, that people's going to let us down because they're human. And, and it, maybe they don't mean to, Sister Cricket, but, you know, they just let you down. But if we would regurgitate, I'm sorry, Sister Boy. But if we, would just, if we would just keep that word rolling in our heart, all in our mind, all the time. And that's because can you imagine this woman here? She just had this baby, and these shepherds come in and say, man, we just had angels announce this baby's. Now, you know, if that happened, if you showed up at Shan's when Sister Summer had the baby, and you would have said, she would have, Sister Summer would have thought, man, you're out your own la-la land. But Mary received that. But Mary said, I just pondered this in my heart. We're going somewhere this morning. And we know it, and when Jesus got to be eight days old, that they took him to the temple for him to be circumcised. And Luke 2 and 25 through 35 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before the, he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people of thy people Israel. And verse 33 said, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother. This is, I'd like for you to hang on to this for a few minutes because we're going to get here in just a second. It says, Behold, this child, Simeon said, Bless them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. He said in verse 35, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also. I just wonder, Brother Junior, did she really understood what that meant? But it said, that when Simeon was saying all that, it said Joseph and his mother marveled at all those things that were spoken. I tried to do a little research this week on Mary. Now, some of the stuff, Brother Jack, that I read, one writer just actually, he just said, look, the Bible's not written about Mary, the mother of Jesus. He said the Bible was written about Jesus. Amen? Sister Sherry, I thought about that, how that, you know, just, I like to know sometimes, you know, when, not that I read this kind of stuff, but I remember when I worked at the grocery store, there used to be a, a saying about the National Inquiry, it said, such as in inquiring minds want to know. Well, I'd like to a little more in depth, Brother Larry, on this woman called Mary. I'd like to know what she was thinking about when, in just these three episodes. Amen. When Gabriel showed up 
And she said, well, be it according to your word. Then when the, the, the shepherd showed up, said she pondered. And now Simeon says he's going to be not only a sword's going to pierce, pierce his side, but Brother Ray, it's going to also pierce your side. And I know I said last month and got off track, and I didn't mean to, but I would tell you, and I, I would venture to say that most men love their mamas. I mean, I would say that. I would thank Brother Allen that I love my daddy, but not like I love my mama. My mama was just a good, good woman. And, 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 and I, I just wonder, you know her heart was broke. Because that is, that is her son. Jesus was her son. Now, he's our Savior, and he was her Savior. Sister Jane, but she was a mama. She was 100% mama, and you know she loved Jesus as her son. And it said that, said that when he was 12 years old, so they was going to Jerusalem for the Passover, and we all know the story how that They'd got there, and, and they had done, and they was leaving. And said so they'd went a whole day's journey. And they discovered that Jesus wasn't in the crowd. Amen? I know when our kids was younger, and we used to take them to the mall shopping, Brother Jerry, Sharon took one, and I took the other. We just didn't turn them over with a credit card, dropped them off at the front door. We, we sat underneath the pastor said, be careful who puts their hands and who speaks into your children's line. Sister Amanda, we just didn't let them spend the night at everybody's house. Because, Brother Jack, we was concerned. We, we understand we're not scared of the devil, but we understand the devil's our adversary. And he'd love Brother Michael nothing more than to get his hands on our children. So that's what he wants to get his hands on. And I, I can't hardly imagine my child being gone for three days and me not know it. She had to get back when she found Jesus. Brother June, you know she was just, and it says this. And I can almost feel her compassion about, why did you do this? But him being God, we know that he was sitting around with the teachers of the day questioning and answering questions. You know, when I was 12 years old, I was just trying to keep the roads hot, riding and playing and jumping and shouting and trying to keep the grass mowed so Pa didn't whip me when he got home because the pop said, if you don't have that grass mowed when I get home, I'm going to tear you up. There wasn't no time out at Wayne's house. Huh? But, Josh, I got time out after my hiney had got red. Amen? <laughs> and I still mowed the grass. Amen? But that's all right. There wasn't nothing wrong with that. I think the Bible said beat him. Beat him with a rod. You won't kill him. Amen. He didn't. You, am I in the book? I'm in the book pretty close there. Amen. Now, he didn't beat me with a rod. But there was a time or two I thought he was going to kill me, but I'll get back on path here real quickly. But it said that Jesus was 12 years old. and said he went, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. Talking about his mom and his daddy. And it said, but his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. Brother Kenny, can you just imagine? There's just four stops here that we talked about how the Mary just basically pondered this thing. And I could see, Brother Bobby, how she could be overwhelmed with the responsibility with what she's been told. 
Can I tell you this morning, church, we've got a great responsibility for the gift of God that resides inside of our heart. I wonder how many times that God has put me in a place to give that gift away, Brother Junior. And Brother Allen, I've not always done that. I've missed that opportunity. So for just a few moments, so now, we, you know, Jesus is, once again, we know at 30 years old, he started his ministry. And Sister Shannon, there's nothing I, that I can find from 12 to 30. There's 18 years. Obviously, it didn't matter, Sister Kathy. We didn't need to know that. Amen? Amen. We just didn't need to know that. We're talking about trusting in every circumstance. So, so here's Mary with the, the God manifested in the flesh, raising him. Now she gets to the point now, Brother Jack, that he's 30 and fixing to start his ministry. And Brother Rayleigh talked about the first miracle that Jesus done at the wedding of Cana. And I, I found this as I was looking, Brother Bobby, on the Internet, that, the, that there's 37 mentioned miracles in the Bible in those four Gospels. But here's one that makes me go wow, Sister Cricket. John 21 and 25 said, and there are also many other things which Jesus did. The which if they should be written, every one. Sister Bird, that's pretty powerful, ain't it? If they should, because you know, you just didn't, Brother Michael, he just didn't put stuff in the Bible just to fill up space. Amen. You know, when, when our store was closing in, in Chiefland, we was moving to a bigger one. Brother Kevin, we used to put blocks behind the shelf products so when the supervisor walked by, it looked like the shelves were still full. <laughs> they weren't. But see, in the Bible, there's no fillers here. From end to amen, from Genesis to Revelation, Brother Chris, it all matters. He, he just didn't put this here. He said, he said, if everything should have been written, he said, I suppose even the world itself cannot contain the books. But, Jerry, if you think about it, that's pretty powerful stuff. Now, me and Honey had a theolo is that what he said? theological discussions the other day. So, George, she said she's right, and I figured out that she probably is right. But it said at the wedding of Canaan, Brother Rayleigh said this. said the Bible said, this was the beginning of the miracles, right? That's what the Bible says. So does that mean that all these miracles at the last verse, in the last book of the book of John, it all, and I, I no feedback, please. Does, does that mean, Sister Kathy, that all them happened that couldn't be written because all the books, the whole world couldn't contain all the books happened in that three and a half years? Sure make you think. Amen. But it says, this is the beginning of miracles. Aren't you glad you serve a God that's still in the miracle business? Aren't you glad when he said it is finished? He didn't mean about the miracles. Amen. I'm glad. I am so thankful that he went away to prepare a place, and the angel said, this same Jesus, you see going away. He said, this same Jesus, he's coming back. I'm thankful for all that, says Cricket. Or Brother Jack, I'm thankful for a God that still hears and answers prayers. Amen. I'm thankful for a woman called Mary that said, this sure seems overwhelming to me, but just according to your will, whatever you say, Gabriel, I'm just going to hang my hat on that, Brother Jack, because it's God. And the Word said that heaven and earth will pass away. Huh? 
when this world's on fire, Brother JT, that word's going to still, it's still going to be standing. Amen? So let me get back on path. So the last miracle that Jesus done was when Peter makes the great statement, Sister Joan, after the resurrection, he says, I go fish. Peter turned back, Sister Shirley, to the things that when he was despondent, to the things that he walked away from. Because Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. And we all know the story about when one of them said, that looks like Jesus up there. And old Peter dropped the coat and went in the water and said, I'm going. Jesus said, have you caught anything? And he said, no, we fished all night. He said, well, just throw it on the right side. Aren't you glad there's a right side? I'm glad for the right side, Brother Wayne. Amen. But Jesus being Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, he just told them, boys, he said, just come on and die. I got fish and bread waiting on you. Because if you, I think Brother Rayleigh said this last Sunday, and I almost shouted, I should have shouted, because I sure like what he said. He said, if you'll come to church hungry, Sister Joyce, and if you'll come to church thirsty, You'll be filled, right? But now, it don't matter how good the food was at Sister's last night. If you went there and you weren't hungry, it didn't benefit you a thing. Amen. If you come to be critical, the air was too cold, the mashed potatoes was soggy, and the lettuce looked like Wayne wilted, that wouldn't have done you no good. When you come in, when you're on your way to church, and you just say, it's God, just according to your word. Let it be in my life. Brother Ben, I'm going to open my heart. I'm just going to receive it. And oh, by the way, Lord, let the man of God step on my toes tonight. Wake me up. Oh, man, I got to get moving. So I just thought real quickly, because these are two of my favorite miracles that Jesus done. Don't you just love the story about the five loaves and the two fishes? What I'd really like to know, Brother Polk, is this. I want to talk to that little lad. You know what I mean? Can you imagine when he went home and he said, Mama, let me tell you what happened to five loaves and two fishes. Don't you know what I'm saying? I don't know why Mama didn't pack five fishes and two loaves, but she went the other way and went with five loaves and two fishes. But, you know, God picked people like me and you, Bud Jerry. Because when you read this passage, and I think I read this this morning, that this miracle was recorded in all four of his Gospels. Church just a little different. Brother Everett said something one time that, that he heard a preacher preach about how that Jesus, in a desert place, when he fed them, made them sit down in green grass. So, Sister Amy, let me just say this real quickly. If you've got some desert stuff in your life, Sister Donna, God can make some green grass grow in there. Amen. If you'll listen and if you'll obey, not let your flesh get in the way, he can make some green grass grow in your desert place. Amen. But anyway, I got to get moving because I'm running out of time. And it said, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, what a God we serve. You know what I mean? God just playing with him right now. He said, Philip. When shall we buy bread that this may eat? He sounds like old Wayne here. He said this, he said, to prove him for himself knew what he would do. 
Philip answered and said, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. Just get you a little. That sounds like Wayne. Just a little dab would do you. That ain't what Jesus said. But JT, he said, just a little. He said, when we get through feeding these 5,000 plus the women and the children, it might have been maybe at least 20,000 people, Sister Debbie. We're going to take up 12 baskets full of fragments. Because you know Jesus, Brother Ben, said, pick it all up that nothing will be lost. God ain't in the waste. God ain't in the waste now. Amen. So it's written, he said, we're going to, can you imagine? Now, don't you just, I got to just ramble a little bit. Don't you just know that little lad that had five loaves and the two fishes in a little brown paper bag? When they started picking up all them scraps, he said, one basket, two basket, three basket, four baskets, 11 baskets, 12 baskets from just five loaves and two little fishes. Now, I just want to know real quickly, have you ever seen God bless stuff in your life and you start taking inventory and you think, Good God, where did, where did that, where did that, where did that? And you understand, it's just God blessing it. But see, so many times, we're kind of like old Andrew, Peter's brother. Simon Peter's brother said, there's a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fish. Now, this will kill your faith right here. It'll be DOA on arrival if you make this statement. But what are they among so many? Amen? Right there. I just took the old dagger and put it in faith, and he went to sleep. Oh, see, by faith, you just got to step out there where there ain't nothing there. Now, <laughs> says Jane, I'm going to keep my eye on you. That's what makes us people nervous when we ask you to just step out there and just believe God because see we got that thing if we can smell it and taste it and touch it and look at it block hear it and all that we got that but see they wouldn't have fed over 20 maybe 20,000 people and picked up 12 fragments basket full if Andrew would have been in charge of making this happen or if Philip had been. But see, Jesus is in charge of this situation. It don't matter what the devil huffs and puffs and blows and spits and snots. It don't matter. Because he done said, your adversary the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may not make a pen pal out of you, not to send you a birthday card or a Christmas card, but he can devour us. He wants to do away with you, sister man. He wants to wipe you out. If Mary would have let flesh step in, the, in, in this situation, who knows what might have happened. This is one of my favorites of favorites peoples right here. Because this is, this is old Wayne here. Because when I used to go to Mount Zion and my children was at home, Brother Jack, they used to laugh at old Pops when he'd get up there and cut a rug and raise his hand and just worship God, Brother Dave. They thought we'd get back at the house, and they'd say, Oh, man, you was good. I don't care. When I put my shoes on, put my clothes on, I went to church for Wayne. Amen. 
It wouldn't. If I got home, they just laugh at me. I don't care, sister boy. I've had people laugh at me before. I don't care about none of that mess. Because here's the thing. I know what God's done for me, sister Cricket. I don't need my wife to talk for me. I don't need my two girls to talk for me. Amen, Brother Larry. I know where God's brought me from. I'm like Brother Jack now. I know I look upward. And there's times that I've been downward looking in the dirt with some dirt in my nose and in my eyes and in my mouth. But I still try to look upward, Sister Terry, because I know my help and my strength coming from the Lord. But this man called Blind Barnabas, now, and, and, and I think I'm right about this, said that Jesus was coming out of Jericho. He was headed to Jerusalem. This would be the last time that he was going to be making a stop. This was it. Church, say amen. amen. Now, Sister Kathy, let's, this man, blind Bartimaeus, is sitting on the roadside of begging. But Jack, he wasn't expecting nothing but maybe just some coins to get him to the next day. Amen? But Josh, it's, the Bible said that he was sent by the wayside begging. I just love this fellow. And it said, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus and Nazareth, he said he began to cry out. When's the last time you come to church, Sister Donna, and cried out? Well, you know Brother Everett's over there. He got his suit on. He looks so sharp and all that. I can't forget Brother Everett. Right? If you got a need, you got to say, Jesus, you got to be like, a, if you would have listened, if Blind Barnabas, Brother Toby, would have listened to that crowd, he got louder and he says, shh, be quiet. Sister Townsend, can I tell you, I've been in spots in my life that nobody could help me but Jesus. But Trevor, I've, I've had people, my children didn't mean nothing by that and people at church, but that was just a way of Satan to try to get me detoured, Brother Jerry. But when you understand that you're at the bottom and you ain't got nobody else to help you, Brother Orlando, and all that can help you is Jesus, it's Jesus. And it said, it said and when he heard that it was Jesus and Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more great deal, and the son of David, have mercy on me. And we all know the story, but one thing that I didn't put in my little notes was that the Bible said that he cast off his garments when Jesus said, come. Can I, I'm going to try not to meddle here. I'm going to get right through this real quick. You know, if we'll throw some things off, Sister Sherry, when we feel God tugging at our heart, Brother Danny, because here's the thing. God ain't just going to come down with his big stick and sit bad and just knock that stuff off of you. Sometimes you got to be willing to lay things down. Amen? The man of God don't need to come back here and put his hands on you and call that out. I, 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 I'll tell you all this quick little story because i got to hurry. Uh, when we was at Mount Zion one night, and it was on a sunny night, Sister Boy, this young fella come through, and he was from Louisiana. You remember that, honey? He was a young little buck. And Pastor Huggins said, you're going to speak tonight. It's like, man, we don't even know this guy, but you're going to let him behind the pulpit. But Jerry, <laughs> that little fella took off his jacket and got busy. You hear me? He started walking them aisles and opened people's mailboxes and started reading their mail. Ooh, you talking about people stand up. So Chelsea, 
There wasn't nobody looking at cell phones. There wasn't nobody reading the hymn book. Wasn't nobody. Because was, was, here's what they were thinking about. God, please don't let him stop in my house. <laughs> I appreciate that response because that's the way I felt. Because, you know, you, you don't mind God calling you out in the bedroom, but don't do it in a house full of church people, God. Truth, ain't it? That's truth. Never seen that man again. Never come back to our church, never hurt, never got an email, text, or anything else from me. God works in mysterious ways, Brother Allen. But I'm telling you, Sister Melinda, we walked them miles and started opening them mailboxes and said this and this and this. And when church was gone and he was headed back to Louisiana, them people said, you know, that man of God was right on the money. Aren't you glad you serve a God like that? You know, I want to take the limits off God, Brother Hal, and say, God, just work in my life. And that's what Mary said. He said, Gabriel, whatever you said, just let it be according to that. Just let it be. So we're headed to the close. We're talking about trusting in every circumstance. So we're going to read John 19, 25, and 20. So here's what I want to say. His mama was his mama. But now, Sister Shirley, there at the cross. What Simeon said has now come home. Sister Angie, it's home now. You know, we read the story about, and I don't mind to tell you, that thing on they made a movie about, what was that thing called that, that Mel Gibson guy made? What was the name of that? The Passion. People say, Wayne, you ever watched that? I said, no, I ain't never watched that. i just be honest with you. I just didn't have the heart to watch that thing, Brother Ben. So I don't know that I just, you know, Brother Bobby, just read about what they've done to Jesus. It's just mind-boggling. You know, just mind-boggling. And he did that, Sister Boy, but not because he was a sinner. It was because of us. Sister Cricket, he died for people that don't even care about him. They ain't never going to serve him, Brother Josh. That uses his name in vain. Brother J.T., he knew that. But later now, I know the pastor's wife here, so I'm going to be real careful right here. I don't always love people that I don't like. Not you, Bob. I am saying I love you, man. You understand what I'm saying? It's easy to love Brother Junior because I see him at Walmart. He just hugged me. We've been, he, he worked with us when I was in the produce department. You know what I mean? Brother Junior's always been very kind to me, Brother Wayne. That's easy to love that. Brother Chris, those people that just cut you behind your back and really mean detriment to you, really mean harm to you, I know God said, bless those that curse you. That's a mouthful, boys and girls. I'm telling you, Michael, that's a mouthful. But Jesus meant that, though, didn't he? He did mean that. I got to get moving. He said, and now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother and sister, Mary the wife of Colopius and Mary Magdalene. That's Mary Magdalene. She was dear, serious deal, wasn't she? She loved Jesus, man. Cast out seven devils out of her, Sister Joan. She sure was in love with Jesus. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. Let me say this real quickly in closing. In Isaiah 52 and 14, said, As many as were astonished at thee, his visage, his body, was so marred more than any man and is formed more than the sons of men. Isaiah 53, 1 through, and he done this, Sister Cricket, because he loved us. 
If I did that for you, I'd want you to love me back. Sister Gibson, but that ain't Jesus. Brother Wayne, you can walk out right now and fold your tent, take your toys, and go home. Jesus, I still love you. Still died for you. Isaiah 53, 1 through 7, it says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Number three is pretty hard. It said he's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our face from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Well, somebody asked Jesus one time, he said, I'd like to go home with you. Jesus said, the foxes have holes and the birds have nests. He said, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. Brother Jack, do you know if I invented, if I created this world, I wouldn't have been born in a manger. I'd have had the high Hilton. I'd have had the best of the best and the best of the best, Brother Dave. But Jesus said, I come as a servant. Aren't you thankful he come as a servant? Aren't you thankful that he, he didn't have superheroes that walked through those pages? They were just regular men and women like me and you. Well, Josh, if they made it, we can make it. The Bible says that we're compassed about so great a cloud of witness. I got to get moving. And it said, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did, smitten, we did esteem him smitten, stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. He said, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and, he, and with his stripes we are healed. And we all like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Bible said he was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet, church say yet, he opened not his mouth. He brought as... He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before the shears is done. So he opened not his mouth. Brother Jack, was you able to put that together? No. Okay. This I want to leave with you this then. We're talking about his mother seeing him. Brother Ben tore up, hanging on a cross. His mama, Sister Kathy, it's hard to wrap my mind around. And I know maybe nobody knows what I'm about to read. That'll be okay. Garth Brooks wrote a song one time called The Dance. And I asked Honey some time ago, because we have two little girls. I said, Mama, if you knew that it was going to have to go through what Jesus went through, would you have them? Her being a good mama, she said she would. You know, Brother Everett, Mary just said, according to thy word, this is what Garth Brooks said. He said, looking back on the memory of the dance we shared beneath the stars above, for a moment all the world was right. He said, how could I have known that you'd ever say goodbye? And now I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it would all go. Our lives are better left to chance. He said, I could have missed the pain, but I'd have missed the dance. Holding you, I held everything for a moment, wasn't it? Wasn't I the king? If I only known how the king would fall, hey, who's to say you know I might have changed it all? 
He said, yes, my life is better left to chance. He said, I could have missed the pain, but I'd have to miss the dance. Could I get you to stand? Church, the devil will tell you that the pain ain't worth it. I would tell you he's a liar and a father of all lies. Can't nobody do you like Jesus, church. I'm thankful for God while I was yet in sin. The Bible said Christ died for us. We're going to have a word of prayer, and I'd like to encourage you to get out of your spot. Hug somebody's neck. Tell them how much you love them and how much Jesus loves them. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.